This is a podcast from Seven Vineyard. If you don't know Caleb, then um, you you won't know that he's uh, the leader of Field Church, in uh, which is the other vineyard church, or the, one of the three vineyard churches here in Bristol. Um, him and his wife Jess moved to Bristol two years ago now, isn't it, from uh, Cape Town, South Africa? Which, um, Bristol being a real upgrade on Cape Town, you can, you can all agree, right? No, maybe not. Uh, but it's uh, so great to have you with us, mate. So thanks very much, Tim. Pleasure. Mark, nice to be here. I've been trying to practice um, five things of gratitude before what, any negative I say. So I'll just tell you those quickly about Bristol, because Owens is not Bristol. Um, people are friendly. Um, you thought I was joking. I'm going to be serious, because I have to do this. Otherwise, I just, you know. Um, the safety is incredible. Do you guys, seriously, this is a big thing, being safe. Like, Jess can go running in the forest and just enjoy herself. Um, bear with me. I'm just teasing, I'm just teasing you guys. I'm just teasing. Yeah. The um, forests are amazing. Really, you guys have got some incredible forests. I think um, I also do quite like the, um, what are they called again? The bramble berries. Black, that was, that was a real treat when I came and you could just eat f- things out just around. That's, that, was new, that was new and it was like abundance. No one was taking them all. And there was, yeah, so is that five? How about, ooh. <laughs> Cricket. I, um, I'm just teasing you guys. I've got like a list of about six. <laughs> The thing, about, the thing about comparison is it really does rob us if we're kind of constantly thinking. And so I've been doing this practice where anytime I want to say something negative, and it's just my own little rule I've got, but, but I needed to do it, is that I said I'm going to counteract it. So I'm literally trying to do this all the time. And as you can see, I, had, I have actually written down probably about seven or eight things that I think every time is my like, go-to on England. This is why I like England. <laughs> I really like London. That's nice. That's not about Bristol, but I like the energy, and we're close enough. So that I'd say it's my fifth today. I've really enjoyed my trips there. So can we quickly pray together, guys? I just want to make sure that we do go to the things that are on Jesus' heart for us here today. So just close your eyes with me. Holy Spirit, thank you so much that you're here, that you are always moving in our midst. And we just, we just honored, God, that we get together in your name, Jesus. And so whatever it is that you desire to impart to us today, would you do that, God? Would you stir our hearts? Would you awaken us to you, Jesus? We don't want to miss anything of what it is you might be doing amongst us. Amen. Um, so is it okay to, that if, we, if we're a little bit interactive today? Is that, a, is that all right? Cool. I'm going to quickly just read you guys this quote, which I thought was fantastic. And I've forgotten where I got it from, but I've got the guy's name. You can look it up. Pedro Arupe, SJ. Cool name. He says this. He says, nothing is more practical than finding God. That is, than falling in love in, in a quite absolute final way. What you are in love with, what seizes your imagination, will affect everything. It will decide what, you, what will get you out of bed in the morning, what you will do with your evenings, how you'll spend your weekends, what you read, what you know, what breaks your heart, what amazes you with joy and gratitude. And then he says, fall in love, stay in love, and it will decide everything. Isn't that beautiful? And uh, I was just thinking, as we start today, just to remind us that 
yeah, there's nothing greater for us than this joy of being able to be the people who say we love Jesus and like being transformed by our, our, our regular intent to say I'm a lover of Jesus. So just wanted to, just to kind of give you guys some kind of direction on that and say let's be, if you, if you take anything away from what I'm saying today, is let's be constantly praying and asking God to increase our awe, our wonder, our love for him. That we would be these people who are who've fallen in love, who are staying in love, and, and that we're allowing that to decide everything about our lives. You can say amen if you want to to that. Um, the church, I think it was, yeah, I forget where it was, but um, you know, the, often what gets said around the church is that the church is the hope of the world. Have you guys heard that before? Yeah? And that gets said a lot. And I don't know if we all understand fully what that means all the time, but... I wanted to kind of just quickly have a stab at that and to say um, we are a prototype, us people, the, the followers of Jesus. We're a, we're, a, we're a transcendent community, a prototype of a future age in a present time. Does that make sense? It's a little bit conceptual, but we are, like Jesus was, an example of what is to come. Perfection, wholeness, wellness, justice. That's, what, that's when we talk about the, the church being the hope of the world. That's what we are talking about. We're saying that in this place, you should be able to find all the things that are good and right and well and, and, and just. Is that making sense? And so that's, we are this transcendent, weird scenario right now, very mystical. Like we are in between ages and in between kind of we're in the world, but we're not of it, as Paul says. And we in the, we're kind of in this weird middle ground, but we're a picture, we're an example to everyone else to say this is what's possible in Jesus. Is that, does that making sense? So just put, the hand on, put a hand on someone next to you and just tell them that they are transcendent. I think it's important that we redeem the word transcendent from the new age church. Okay? Yeah? <laughs> who, who feels like cheered up by that? I quite like being transcendent. It just gives me a bit of sense of being free. So you, we are people, when, we, when, we, when we've allowed ourselves to get woven into Jesus, we become people of a future age. Does that make sense? So all the stuff we saw Jesus doing in healing, in brokenness, in wholeness that he brought, that's the future breaking into the now. And so we are an example of that. And so that's why when we, we pray and we hope on God to come, that's why the church is the hope of the world. Because amongst us, you should start to see what is good and right happening in this time. So we become this place where people can come to to experience wholeness and wellness and the goodness of God. Amen? Yeah. So do you guys say amen in this church? I'm just going a little bit more. I'm going to, I'm just, is that, it means good. Or yes, let it be so. Yeah. So um, I've been reading, uh, I think Alexander Fenter visited you, visited you guys a few years ago. He's a theologian. And I've been reading a book of his for about three years because it's so thick you fall asleep every time and um, I hope he's watching this um, he, he needs to write some new sort of for, for me type of books um, but he's talking he was talking he's talking about this concept of, of what, it, what it's like to be fully human and I just wanted to, to touch in on this quickly um, so part of our part of our process in Jesus is to get self-fulfillment if that makes sense. So we come to Jesus because we have a need and we want to be made whole. And we've kind of realized that we have a need. And I, speaking for myself, that's 
That's the constant narrative. We come to Jesus because we want self-fulfillment. And then what happens beyond that is when we move into maturity in Christ, we start to be people who bring healing to others. Does that make sense? So like the, the, the meeting of these two things is what Alexander talked about. And he talks about this, and I love this word, quintessential. I've just told you guys you're transcendent. Now you can tell someone you're quintessential. Go for it. Crack on. You're quintessential. It's just a, such a fantastic word. So we get, we get fulfilled in Jesus in ourselves, but then when we move into maturity, we start to bring others into fulfillment, and that is the quintessential person of the future, the, the person of the kingdom. Does that make sense? So you, it, when, you, when, you, when you get the one, it's part of it, but when you get the other, you're finding the whole of it. And so the, the, the first part is wonderful, and we find healing, and we come to Jesus, and we get made whole. The second part is when we're moving into maturity, and we're bringing others into that. And that, the meeting of those two things, is when we are fully alive. Isn't that, a, is it, and I think, I don't know about you guys, but for me, the times that I'm getting to, to extend mercy, or extend grace, or extend kindness to someone else is when I do feel most fully alive. I recently had a chance, uh, just last week, to give some people quite a lot of money, and I, it wasn't my own money, but I was just involved, I was just in the middle, and I was like, this is when you feel most alive. You know, the, you know, the, you know what I mean? That like, feeling, you're waiting, and you're like, this, these guys don't know this money's coming, and then they needed it, and it was just a beautiful story, and I was just like so buzzed, I was so excited, because I'm, I'm, I'm like seeing the justice of God come into this situation. And so in that moment, the two things are coming together, that they're knowing the kindness of God, and also... He's, he's fixing their situation. And so I, I just wanted to, to, to start by telling you guys you are transcendent and quintessential because I just like those words. Now I've woven them in and we can move on to the, um, the topic. I'm just teasing. Do you guys know William Paul Young? He wrote the book called The Shack. Don't read everything he writes, but The Shack was fantastic. God does not heal us so that we can be used. God heals us because God loves us. And even as we stumble toward wholeness, God invites us to participate and play. So God doesn't want to use us. He actually just wants to love us. Does that make sense? And so I just wanted to, to say to you guys today that we need to be people who are constantly using love as the motivator, as the guide in our lives. Whether whatever, As I said at the beginning, when we fall in love with Jesus, it will start to dictate everything. And so that's the thing we need to cultivate. And God doesn't want to just use you to say, hey, Get, get done, get on the road to do the thing. He actually wants to have a relationship and love you. Um, quick story. In South Africa at the moment, there's a thing called load shedding. Have you guys heard about it? Load shedding is when there's not enough electricity in the grid to supply all the needs of, this, of the country, so then you get turns to have power. Can you imagine? So we're all like on a rotor, like a national rotor to have the ability to charge your phone. Can you, can you picture it? It's quite different to what we experience here. And um, so it's, South Africa is a very adaptable place. Everyone kind of just gets on with it and gets like a generator and if, if you can afford it and get solar and all of that. But it's been going on for so many years now that it's become normal and you've got these levels. It's called uh, yeah, like level whatever. I think it goes up to six, but no one really knows what happens after six or, you know, it just keeps these levels. It's like, what do these levels mean? But one level is like there's power for two hours, less a day, and then the next level it goes up and up. You can kind of get the point. And I think so what's happened is everyone's gotten used to load shedding, like as you would. You just adapt and you kind of gotten used to it. And so, it's, like I say, maybe more than 10 years already. Um, and I, I remember a few, 
this is probably three or four years ago now, like just thinking in this, in a way like hearing God talk about, speak to me about power and the desire that we have to see him move in power. I, would, would you all agree that we want to see the things that Jesus did happen in our time? Um, and load shedding for me is this kind of prophetic example of what we should never get used to. And I wanted to remind you guys in that in the Christian church, that part of our salvation is getting self-fulfillment, but the whole of it is bringing the kingdom to the world. And so getting used to a lack of power or like power only comes at these times or power comes or this or I'm on level six or I'm on level two is not the way that Jesus designed it. And I, I, I just sensed as I was praying about coming to, to, to visit you guys today, I just sensed to say to you guys that we, we, we can't get used to not having power in our lives, the power of God. Does it make sense? We, 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 we can't stop. And I think for me, like I've seen God do lots of things, but I want to see him do more. And I, I've lived with, in, in seasons where I've been desperate and saying, God, we need more power, we need more power. But we just can't stop. We need, we need, we need him to break in in power. And um, another example of that might be, let's say, for, for example, with like uh, the, the no water may or something, you know, like let's save water or something. It's like you get used to, we, we, we're trying to conserve, we're trying to conserve, and that becomes our normal, and it shouldn't be. Our normal is that God is pouring out his spirit in abundance and he's breaking in in power. Does that make sense? So we mustn't get used to powerlessness. Because um, I think for all of us, in some way, we were brought into the kingdom of God in a powerful way. And that is the... The, the way that God wants to work with us and, keep, and he, wants to, he wants to hold that as the normal for us. So um, I want to just do like a quick little fun activation with you. So this is just something to keep us remembering that God's speaking all the time. Is that okay? You don't know what you're in for. <laughs> so I just, something I like to do often is to, for us to just hear the voice of God and to just get to speak that to each other. So would you mind just... Maybe to the person in front of you because you don't know them or the person behind you, like in the row. We're going to just ask God, um, Burn, you got it. Thank you. How does the Spirit know this person today? And what is the name that they are known by in heaven today? So just, it might be God sees you as good or kind or whatever. So let's just crack on. Let's just do it. Just turn around or face forward. Just one or two words. Just look at them. Eyes open, don't be weird to them. Just look at them. Ask the Holy Spirit. So you, this is how you do it. You say, Holy Spirit, um, how do you know this person today? What is their name in heaven? What is something that you want them to know about themselves today? Is that making sense? So just, just twist around, take a turn, feel free. There's lots of space. And so it might be that he says, I call you loved. I call you kind. I call you good. So just ask the Holy Spirit, there is going to be something, even if you look at them, and you might use their physical appearance and just the way that they appear, and you might just speak something, and you're confirming something to them about, hey, God knows you in this way today, and it should be an encouraging thing for them to hear. And then swap around, give the other person a turn. While you guys are doing that, I'll tell you a story, because some of you are looking at me like, what are we doing? Um, a few a, a few months ago, I was like in a really un, 
kind of sure state. And some, we, someone just came up to me and says, God calls you the word certain. And I was like, geez, I really needed to hear that. Because like, I, I was indecided and what am I doing this way or that? And he just said, I call you certain. So it might be something like that that you get, that he just speaks in and, and, and it's exactly what you needed in the moment. Yeah? Could, can we stop there? As, are people encouraged? Can we have two people just shout out what, what someone else said to them? Yeah? Can we have two people? I'm asking the people that I know at the back there. Can one of you shout out what someone said to you, please? Fearless. Amazing. Anyone else? Someone, someone else just speak out a word that, that, that someone said to them. Yeah? Fearless? Anyone else get anything? Steady. Nice. Yeah. Anyone else brave enough to share what God, what, what someone's shared with you? Strong. Who feels encouraged right now? Yeah, anyone feeling encouraged? God gives us these words and he gives us, yeah? Healed. Shield. Shield. Nice. So God gives us these names and these words and you guys can just, Maybe keep doing this as you go in your life because I think we could hear every day afresh how God knows us and how he sees us. But often we get a word. So those of you that got fearless, for example, I'm just going to pick on whoever got fearless. It's often because you've got something coming at you that's going to make you afraid. And so then you need that word in that time. Do you know what I mean? So it's often we get, a, we get a declaration that says like, this is how I see you, how I know you, and I want you to have this so that this is a weapon for you to walk in as you go forward. Shield, I don't know what's coming at you, but you, you're ready. You're going to block it. Yeah. Raf and I, my boy and I, we play um, Monopoly Deal a lot, and he loves that card, Just Say No. That's what you've got. You've got the Just Say No now. You've got the anointing, the blocker. He calls it the blocker card. Yeah. So, guys, let's read this scripture um, in Romans 10, 2 to 4. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but they're ze- but their zeal is not based on knowledge, since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. I just wanted to quickly say that righteousness cannot be um, given, uh, we, we, we can't attain righteousness outside of, outside of God giving it to us. And you know, this, this little piece talks about the Pharisees trying, these, these, these legal law keepers trying to please God with all these little things that they were doing constantly. And I think some of us are the same. I don't know, I'm speaking for myself. We do something and we think it makes us more, I don't know, uh, liked, worthy, ready, enable, able to stand before God. And none of that comes near being able to make us righteous. And so... The, the key with righteousness that I wanted to give you guys today is that righteousness from, from the Spirit of God is something that we receive, we don't achieve it. Can you just maybe say that with me? Receive, not achieve. We do it. We do it. Okay. Yeah, so maybe I just do silly things like that to help us remember, but the, the, the efforts we make to try and achieve God's righteousness, they actually fly in the face of what he's done for us. You know, they actually cheapen. And uh, this guy, this famous 
um, German theologian, he calls it cheap grace, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He like, talks about this thing of like, don't cheapen it. And I, I listen to this other guy, he says, um, you know, it's like having a, a really bad tasting cocktail of law and grace. Like we, no one likes a bad tasting cocktail, but that's actually what we're doing when we try to achieve and earn righteousness, is we're pouring the wrong drink. We're mixing it in the wrong way. And it, it blows our minds, actually, most of the time. We can't actually get over this hurdle of accepting that we simply receive the righteousness of God. It's too good. It's, too, it's, it's, it, it's often the thing that actually causes us to stumble and actually makes us go, like, wow, that's not, uh, you know? So, like, when we were just doing this heavenly name example or, like, hearing how God sees us, sometimes God speaks something over us and it's so defining in that that we actually just can't agree with it. It's so intrinsically true to who we were made to be, a transcendent person of the future, wonderful um, in God's image, that we sometimes just can't agree. Like, I have to work to get to that, surely. And he just says, no, this is who you are. I see you as this. And so that's why that's such a powerful thing to be doing. So it, righteousness is a gift that is given to us. Claire, I must stop now. Is it right? 11, 11.15. Is it, is, that, is, that, is it time to stop? Good. I'm ready to stop. Thanks, guys. It's been great. Um, let's pray together. Let's just pray together. I, um, I've given you a very short, random buffet of things. Um, about, I'd say, about one-tenth of my notes. But I do want to just ask you guys a couple of questions quickly. Is there a Philip here? Anyone called Philip? Second name? First name, Philip. No. Philip, you may not come to me later. This is the rule. Um, does that sound too strict? Does it? Um, doesn't work. So, Philip, if you are here, I love you, and I'm going to be slipping out fast at the end. So don't look for me. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing you. You might be at home. Um, and then I, a couple of things. Is there, I know there's, because I, I after, after I got this name, Neil, I thought, oh, Flip, but I know Shelley and Dave's surname is Neil, but I, I, I am going to pray with you guys either way. But is there a Neil here, someone who's called Neil, or who's watching? No? Maybe? And then another name, Jill. Is there a Jill here? Yeah? Jill? Is there a Jill? An actual Jill. Great. Is there someone who's battling with um, like gut issues right now in the room? Like you don't have to put your hand up right now. I want to. We're going to pray for all these things. And then, lastly, there's something going on with someone's left foot, like on your ankle, kind of left foot. I just saw this thing of like there's a strength issue happening with the left foot, and um, you're probably already seeing Owen or Claire about it. <laughs> But I got a sense that there's, someone, there's something going on with your left foot. So could we stand together? And those people that I've just asked, we're going to create an opportunity to pray for you. I want to prophesy over you. But um, I'd love to pray for all of us. Um, yeah, so maybe just as we stand there, open up your hands as a gesture, as a posture, like a readiness to encounter the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you so much that you're here and you're moving. And... Uh, we welcome you and all the things that you want to do amongst us. As your people today, we say, Lord, just come and have your way for a moment, for a few minutes. We just posture ourselves before you.
Yeah, we wait on you, Holy Spirit, that you would move amongst us to come and bless us with your Spirit. Yeah, and if, you, if you're standing there and you're not familiar with what we're doing, just begin to literally just take a few deep breaths and you just like wait on God. We want to connect with Him. We want to connect with the wonder, the goodness of who He is and His presence amongst us right now. So we invite you to come, Holy Spirit. Let your presence come. Let your presence come. Thank you, Jesus, for being here, for what you're doing amongst us, your goodness, your kindness. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Lord. If you're sensing the Spirit is speaking to you or touching you right now in a, in a powerful way I want to invite you guys to come up to the front and we're going to close the meeting but I'm going to just pray we're going to have time to pray so that those of you that do need to get your kids can go and do that but we're going to have space to pray and so if, if I did call out your name I'd love to pray and prophesy over you or if you've got an issue with your gut or your left foot and also if you're just sensing this morning it's like the Lord is busy with me and I'd love to pray with you so I'm going to just create some space here and I want to invite you guys come up here so we can Pray together. And Philip, if you are online, we bless you. We want to let us know so we can get in touch with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for being here, for all that you're doing with us. Yeah, God, I just pray for every single person here who needs to be broken free from the wheel of achievement and the, the spin of earning and doing things in order for you to love us and to like us. God, that you would set us free this morning. Just allow your spirit to come and rest on us in a powerful way again, that we would be lovers of you, God. Just as much as you love us, we want to we live in that revelation, God, that your love is on our lives, freely given.